meaningful. So uh, Chris and I got to do kind of these, the set of videos on thankfulness, and that'll be, that'll be what my message will be today. And then we'll also have, Chris will be preaching uh, next week, and he'll be doing thankfulness. So look out for those on Facebook. We're going to be pay- posting a new one every few days, just on thankfulness, just funny little things. We had a lot of fun filming, and so hopefully ha- you have fun enjoying them as well. Uh, so thank God. Thank God is what we're talking about today. Thank God. And so thankfulness is a big thing, especially as we come to the season of thankfulness and Thanksgiving here coming up in a few weeks. And uh, so it's just really a big thing. So it's pretty cool. So before I even start, uh, my name is Zach Sanders. I'm the ministry admin here. I've been working here since September. So thank the Lord. I've made it. Woo! Right? No, uh... (laughs) No, but uh, just uh, really just want to thank, just specifically pastors. Uh, I know it's really risky taking on a new staff member, and uh, just thank you for providing the opportunity, even today, for me to preach. And they've just been just so grace-filled. And just for all of you for welcoming me, and just even my family, my parents are here, and then my wife, Sarah, just just for all the support and stuff. So it's just been, it's been truly amazing, and uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything, um, I really wouldn't. And, and this place, just a really quick testimony, like I came here, uh, I think four or five years ago with my wife, and I started out as one of those uh, 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 semi-monthly attenders, uh, I guess you could say. Um, I, I kind of started out, kind of putting my foot in the door. I really loved it. I loved worship. I loved the word. And, um, and I just started to kind of flow into it more and more. But in my place in my life, as a Christian, I had a lot of junk, and I just kind of, uh, I let that junk kind of get in the way, rather just than embracing what dad had for me, and so then when I really, I got, I ended up getting connected um, just like really quickly. I got connected with some people. I got connected with the youth, and dad just began transforming my life. Um, like I'd never, like I'd prayed, and I kind of had a, a, a an idea, a schema for praying and what that meant and for worship and what that meant. And, but it wasn't until I came here and really dove in that my heart was just radically changed. Like even, even in sin-wise, like, like just getting all the sins out of my life. Like I used to have a problem with like pornography and that had a real grip on my heart. And it, it was hard for me to get rid of doing the whole willpower method, right? And it wasn't until dad just started just washing over me in prayer and just speaking a better word over me than what sin was speaking over me that I began to be transformed. And, um, and even, I didn't go, I don't think I went through the recover life until probably, uh, sometime this year, last year, but I felt like I was going through recover life that whole process while I was here. Each, each Sunday, it was just like more and more revelation from God. And just really, that's a testament to you guys as a church a testament to the pastors. I mean, thank you so much. It's really changed my whole life. And uh, I've never had such a, like a, how do I say this? Like a blessed uh, walk with God that I've had here. It's just been so refreshing. So give you guys just a round of applause for being just an amazing church. Um, So if you want freedom from something, you get it here. You don't have to, yeah, you don't have to look for it in the world. You can find it, find it here. Um, so warning, I used to be a teacher, a fifth grade teacher for several years. So I will make you do things. 
So today, you are going to be required to do something. So if you're like, oh, man, I better peace out early. You will not get out early. There are ninjas at the door that will keep you from leaving. Paid ninjas. So make sure uh, you're sticking around. And also, I say some things like daddy a lot. That's kind of like my special term for God, for my heavenly father. So if you hear me say a term like daddy or heavenly father or, or something like that. That's my personal term of endearment. So just recognize if you're not familiar with that term, that's my term for God. So uh, those are my two warnings for today. Is everyone doing okay? Okay, can we handle those? Okay, awesome. Awesome. Um, so yeah, so like I said, two-part series. I'm focusing on our vertical relationship today and thanks and really how it relates to worship. And how that relates to worship. And then next week, Chris will be doing more of our horizontal relationships and how we're thanking uh, and, and being in thankful relationships with others. And so that's kind of a two-part thing, so be expecting that next week. Um, so yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun. So let's start out thankfulness. Dictionary.com, my resource for words, right? It's amazing, and it's free. Um, which is even better, right? So dictionary.com, thankfulness is really gratefulness, uh, which is really like being grateful, showing gratitude, and then also being appreciative. So I love when dictionaries give you more words that you have to then look up to find what a word actually means, right? So uh, so it's kind of fun. And so when we really break it down, uh, some synonyms are like you need to acknowledge, an acknowledgement takes recognition. So for you to be thankful for something, if I was going to be thankful for someone in here, there needs to be some sort of acknowledgement of that person, of that action, right? So that's, that's like the, the first step. And then the second step is to be thankful. You have to have uh, had some sort of uh, the act of possessing or benefiting from something. So in, in a, like, a positive, like a positive way, like a positive, pleasing quality from something. So if I'm going to be thankful for someone in here, first I've got to acknowledge. Everyone say acknowledge, which is more like recognizing, right? And then the second part is I've got to understand that I've received, I'm, it's like the act of receiving a benefit. So let's think about that. So even, I have a few examples. Um, they're... They're kind of funny. So it's like a Christmas gift. How many have gotten a gift in here for Christmas that maybe uh, was less than what you wanted for Christmas? Let's put it that way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Does anyone have an example? Just yell it out. What was it? Quilts? Oh, clothes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, all the quilters in here are looking at you like, hey, what are you talking about? But uh, yeah, so, so we've all had that gift, right? But you can still be thankful for an unwanted gift. First, because you're acknowledging that person. You're acknowledging that they've given you something, right? Whether you've liked it or not, right? You're acknowledging that you, they've given you something. The second part is that the very bottom level, the pleasing quality that you're receiving is that they are thinking of you. Right? So, so there's that acknowledgement. And even at that lower level, even if it's something that's just terrible, right? Like just terrible, right? You still have at that bottom level, you know that you're, uh, you have some sort of benefit in knowing that they're thinking of you. And so you can really be thankful for that. And then another example I have is, is a lottery example. And, uh, and so the lottery, so it's kind of the opposite example. So if you had the winning lottery ticket in your possession, right? Uh, and you don't pay attention to the winning numbers on TV or when they're announced or however you look online, uh, you could have the potential of not being thankful for winning the lottery because you're not egg. 
acknowledging. You guys got it. Wow, you guys are smart. Give yourselves a pat on the back. That is awesome. So, right? You're not acknowledging that you have something. So it's interesting. So remember, thankfulness takes kind of a two-part thing. You need to acknowledge. And what does acknowledgement take? It takes time and attention. So if I'm going to acknowledge someone, it takes my time. Like, like right now, I'm acknowledging Joe. And I'm acknowledging him. I'm giving him time and attention. Okay? So we know that it takes acknowledgement. And we also know we need to receive sort of a, a pleasing quality. Something that, uh, some sort of act of benefiting from that. And so I'm benefiting because, guess what? He's giving me his attention too. So even at the bottom level, I mean, we're talking bottom level benefits, right? That's a, that's a good benefit. So you're like, where are you going with this? We spend a lot of time defining what thankfulness is. Well, let's get to that. So with this foundation set, uh, how are we thankful for God? How are we thankful for God? So if we're going off what we kind of define thankfulness as, showing gratitude, recognition, and then also uh, appreciation, we, we know that it takes acknowledgement, which is time and attention. Oh, I'm making you do stuff. This is the time for you to shout out, okay? Time and? Okay, perfect. So we know it takes acknowledgement, and we also know we need the act of benefiting. Benefiting, okay. So now that we've got that established, how are we thankful for God? Or how do we worship God? How do we worship God? Shout out. Praise. Praise. So we worship in praise, like in worship, like this morning, right? And what else? Prayer. So we worship God in prayer, right? That's our time when we have, uh, we're basically acknowledging God, right? That time and attention, and we're benefiting from him because he's given us downloads. He's given us uh, breakthroughs. He's teaching us who we are in prayer. So, yeah, that's a perfect example. What else? Say it again. Works and stuff we do, which is really like our life. Like, what are we, what are we doing? Like, when we're acting out, that's kind of like when dad says, dad, God, father. When he says, uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. That's crazy. So, strength is stuff that you're doing. Like when you're lifting weights, you can still be acknowledging God in that moment. When you're at your job, you can still be acknowledging God and worshiping him in that moment, right? So we can't just define things. And, and like, don't get me wrong. I, like worship is amazing and has radically changed my life, but that's not the only way we can worship God. That's not the only way we can give him praise to be thankful for what he's done. So that's great. Any other ways? that we can worship God or praise him, give him thanks. Fellowship, fellowship, I like that, with other people. I heard tithes and offerings. Yeah, perfect, giving. That's like an act of obedience. That shows what you're willing to give up really shows how much you love something. So if you're willing to give up your whole life, your income, you just say, it's yours, Dad. It's yours. That shows a lot of obedience. That shows a lot of trust. It shows a lot of trust. And it shows so how much you uh, how much you love something. And now, when we worship, we do it in the good and the bad, right? We don't have to wait for uh, like something goes wrong in our day, and we're like, I don't feel like worshiping God right now. Why not? Funny story. I at one point in my life, I was trying to uh, join the Washington State Patrol, and I was really I was like really focused on it. 
I had done their testing over in Shelton, and I had done all the physical testing and the written testing. I had been studying up. I had been training. I was really buff. How many can agree with me they used to be really buff? Yeah? Some of the guys in here, they're like, yeah, I used to be really buff. Yeah, so I used to be really, really strong, really buff. And, and I remember passing all these tests, and then it came to the day where they did a, it was, a, it was an interview. I kind of look at it more like a psychological evaluation. <laughs> is this guy really normal? Is he going to fit well here? Um, so I, was, I, I went to this meeting, and I had prepared. I would practiced. I read the books on what to do during the interviews, and, and I was really excited. I mean, I was really excited. And, and I, was, I was like, you know what? Everything had been lined up. Every door was just open. Boom, 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 boom. Done amazing on the physical testing, on the written testing. Just, just crazy stuff was opening up. So then I had this interview. Uh, and it was, I think it was in Olympia at the time. And so I had to go, and I even left early. I left a few hours early. I'm like, I'm going to get there early. I will not be late. I will not let this moment pass me by. And uh, funny enough, that day, a semi, an oil truck semi, uh, flipped over on the highway, spilled gas all over the highway, and there was a fire across the highway. Guess what it did to all the lanes? Shut down. I mean, just totally shut down. I'm waiting in traffic for a long, 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 long time. And then so I finally get there. When I show up, I'm late. And I'm like, hopefully they don't hold this against me. I did really well well in the other tests, right? So they'll let this pass. Anyway, I went through the test. Yeah, I thought I did a pretty good job uh, on the psychological evaluation. I think I showed that I was kind of normal. And then, um, and so, yes, and then I got to the end of it, and I just know, I just knew when I got back in my car, that I, I just knew, I just had a feeling in my heart that I didn't have it. I just didn't have that because they looked very highly on being on time. And I just knew in my heart I didn't have it. And at that moment, I had two choices. I could have stayed in an atmosphere of, God, why did you cause that accident? Or God, why did you put me in this situation? Right? Or have bitterness for this. Dad, you opened up all these doors and... Look, this happens, and I'm blaming God for a circumstance. And a lot of us tend to do this. Things don't go right. We blame God for a circumstance. Why did you cause this? When in actuality, he probably didn't cause it, right? We know in his heart, he doesn't cause trucks to flip over on the highway so it stops traffic, right? Maybe we know God well enough that he doesn't do that. But we know that he does use circumstances, and he turns them around for our good. All things work for the good of those who love God. Right? All things. Everything. So even in your own life, even whatever you're dealing with today, know that all things work for the good of those who love God. So just start getting close to him. Get into his hip. Get really close. Because all things will work good for you of those who love God. So anyway, the rest of the story. Um, I was in my car and I had two choices. I could have been bitter and complained. And complaining is an antonym of thankfulness. So is ignorance. Interesting. So ignorance and complaining are antonym. Antonym means opposite of. So those are opposite of thankfulness. And so I could have been bitter or I could have been full of worship, full of praise. And so at that moment, I just had a feeling inside. I'm just like, Dad, I'm going to praise you in my car, like all the way home. And, 
And I started doing that. I was, in the, I was in the car. I was on the highway. I, like, turned up this music really loud. I'm just worshiping God. I'm, like, screaming it, doing, like, screamo worship in the car, you know. And, uh, and so it was, it was awesome. And I was just going at it. And I was like, this is amazing. And then, at that moment, I saw one of those stickers on the back of the semi-trucks that say, how am I driving? And I'm like, you're driving amazing. So then I call the number on the, on the truck because I'm just like so full of thankfulness. I'm worshiping God. I'm like, this is amazing. Woo. So I call the number on the back of the truck. And, and so you, you get with this operator and the operator is asking me, um, sorry, this is just really funny. The operator is asking me, uh, you know, so how's the driver doing? What did the driver do wrong? And I'm like, oh, nothing. They're driving great. And they, and they give me the, like, the, they start, like, talking to me, like, are you okay? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, the number on the back of the truck says, how am I driving? It's not, am I driving bad, right? And so, <laughs> so, so I, I, I keep talking, and I'm like, and they're like, so how are they driving well? Kind of, like, thinking, like, how can you really be thankful for this, really? And, and, and I'm like, well, they're using their blinkers. They change lanes really well. And they're staying inside the lines. They're not swerving. They're doing amazing. And so then the person, you know, after the conversation, just um, not convinced that I was genuine. Uh, but I, I just felt just this outpouring of, of thankfulness. I just felt this outpouring of thankfulness, even in the midst of a circumstance that didn't seem great. And I, th- I really think that we need to be like that here too. In the midst of any circumstance, anything that comes our way, we're full of thankfulness. We're full of that love. And that's what we were designed for, right? And now you know also, if you call that number, just be ready that they may not believe you at first, okay? But, uh, but call that number. That's important. That's good. So what about Jesus then? Let's relate this to Jesus. How do we worship? How do we really praise, give thankfulness, give thanks to God? How do we really thank God? And now we got to think of all the things we have, right? He like literally erased sin from our record. Like it has no claim on us. When it tries to reach at us, it can't reach because we're too far away. He separated us fully from our sin. And that's one of the first revelations. This is for someone in here. Like if there's a sin that has you bound, here's the first revelation. When you give that to Jesus, don't take it back. Just let him have it. It's distance from you. You don't need to take it back. And that was one of the first things Pastor Dwayne really was emphasizing is that's not who you are. That's not who you were designed to be. So if there's something that has your heart, if there's an addiction or something else, Just give it to him and recognize that's not who you are. When you have a weird thought in your mind that doesn't align with Christ, that's not who you are. So remember that. Remember that. Take that with you. Take that with you. It's changed my life. So we worship dad in song, in dance, in expression, in life, in the good, even in the bad. We worship him in all these circumstances, and rightfully so, because he separated us from sin. He's given us a new life. He's brought us a Holy Spirit who is inside of us, indwelling, right? And now we have power over sickness, disease, death. Wow, that's kind of like 
We, we even have power in the dominion that we got in Genesis. And then when Jesus restored the dominion to men, right? The second Adam, Pastor Duane talks about it all the time. We now have, right? We have dominion even over the earth, right? Over the earth, over stuff, over circumstances, over jobs, right? So we have so much authority. We have so much authority. And it's amazing. And God's given that to us freely. He's made us a co-heir resting with him. So when we're looking back to thankfulness, right, it takes acknowledgement and then the act of benefiting from something. The act of benefiting, we are greatly in that area. We have benefited greatly. So that's not the problem. So when we're worshiping, we have to recognize we have been given all these things, all things pertaining to life and godliness, which is everything. So we have all those things. So the problem in our thankfulness with God is not in the benefits, We have all the benefits. Believe me. I think it really is sometimes in the acknowledgement. The time and the attention. We sometimes let things consume our time that shouldn't. And we sometimes get distracted by things that we shouldn't. And the same is for worship. Even when we're up here, even when we're worshiping, even when we're uh, just giving our hearts to Father, sometimes things come in our mind. Like another voice that says, why are you worshiping right now? You had a terrible week. Or you start thinking about a circumstance that has been plaguing you all week and it takes you out of worship. Or you start to think, oh, well, I don't want to get too like crazy because the person next to me is watching and I kind of care what people think. Right? It says in this, in 2 Peter, I believe 2 Peter, fact check me. It says in this world we are like Jesus. Was Jesus scared of what people thought? Clearly not. So in this world, we are like Jesus. So don't fear the person next to you when you're worshiping. We're all here at church. We're all wanting an encounter with Father. Don't worry about that. I used to be worried about that. I would be, I'd be reserved to the whole, uh, the whole swing, the Holy Spirit swing. This is, hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. You know, maybe a little, maybe when it's really intense, some, some, you know, some hip motions, but, but other than that, right? And so it's really about when you are just flat out thankful for something, you see a little kid on Christmas and they get that presence they've been waiting for. Dude, they go nuts, man. They go nuts. They're just going, woo, you know, doing a little dance or whatever they're doing. And they are just ecstatic. It's because they are first recognizing they have a benefit. And second, acknowledging with their time and attention that they do indeed have it. So that's the same for us. We get to recognize in our worship that we have been given all things. That he has blessed us with everything that we'll need. So our worship should be the most intense, crazy thing I've ever seen in my whole life. But it takes time and attention. It takes acknowledgement. This is John 4, 23 uh, through 24. You can turn there in their Bibles. It'll be on the screens. It says this, John four twenty three through 24. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers 
will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is Spirit, and His worshipers must worship in the Spirit and in truth. He's given us Holy Spirit. Makes worship really easy. When we acknowledge, when we acknowledge, that's what pleases Dad. Just getting, just letting our whole uh, love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, right? When you're in worship, like those are the four categories that you should just be like, you should raise the bar on every single one. It's like a soundboard, right? You should be turning those things all the way up. Heart, soul, mind, strength. Right? So when we're worshiping in here, let's turn that stuff up. Let's turn it up. Right? And remember, worship isn't just reserved for in the church. Right? It's not just reserved for in the church. I have a, uh, a fun analogy. It's like a dance party at school. If, you've ever, if you remember school dances, some of you probably remember school dances very well, or even a dance party. Um, they're the ones out there dancing, and the ones who are like partying up on the dance floor, they're like the all-stars. Everyone's watching them do their thing. Or they're the goofy ones kind of out there doing their thing, doing the hokey pokey. I don't know, right? And so they got their weird dance moves. Um, my mom taught me this one. That's my mom right there. So you can ask her for more tips later. But kind of the, the swing, the swing action, and you kind of go back. So I know, I know. That one was free. That one was free. You can take that with you. But... Um, yeah, but those are the ones you can tell they've spent some time at home practicing in front of the mirror. Or, or they spent some time practicing somewhere, right? Or, they've, uh, or they don't really care what the other people think, right? And it could be a combination. And think how that relates to people in the church, Worship is the best when you practice it at home. Worship is the best when you practice at home, when you hone it at home in that prayer closet, when you're praying by yourself. Because that's when you, can, that's when you're, that's when you get trained. Dude, I don't care what anyone else thinks right now, Dad. I'm all yours. And it's in that time. That's where it's, it revolutionized my life, was the prayer closet of learning who I was in worship. Learning who I was in prayer, my identity, who dad made me to be. It was in that time. And then when you're in front of people, it doesn't matter quite as much. You can just be free. You're free to focus because you've already focused. You've already practiced those moves, right? Like a dancer's already practiced moves in a dance party. They come out there and then they do the moves. They don't have problem doing the moves because they've spent time doing it. People don't have, time, or don't have difficulty worshiping when they have spent time worshiping by themselves. So let's be a people that prioritize our prayer and worship at home. That's what dad's designed you for. That's what he's designed us for. And it may seem tough at first and it may seem boring. I spent a month doing it and I didn't experience anything. But I positioned like Ezekiel. I think it was Ezekiel. Correct me if I was wrong with a, with a, like a forehead of flint. I just went for it. I went for it until I experienced something, until there was breakthrough. And that's what we get to do. And there is breakthrough. There is, and it is exciting. But the best dance moves, the best on the dance floor, are the ones who practiced before. 
the ones who've experienced their, all their training, the fruition of their training before, and then they bring it out. Uh, Pastor Duane has a great quote. Uh, he said, worship is the barometer of inward trust. I'll say that again. Worship is the barometer of inward trust. You are very trusting a father when you don't allow the fear of, of man, the fear of people to consume you or to even have influence over you. It's the barometer of inward trust that you're totally trusting in him. It's like, it's like David. It's like David. Second Samuel 6.21. So we'll start there. Second Samuel 6.21. So remember in this situation, the ark was being brought back, uh, and David was just like a mess, like he was just going crazy. He was just so excited that the presence of God was coming back after it had been taken, after it had been stolen, right? He's he's so excited. Everything that had been happening is just like, So David said to Michael, It was before the Lord who chose me rather than your father or anyone from his house when he appointed me ruler over the Lord's people Israel. I will celebrate before the Lord. And then he goes on in verse 22. I will become even more undignified than this, and I will be humiliated in my own eyes. But then as he mentions, as they speak about earlier, about the slave girl seeing him, dishonor himself in front of all the people. He then goes on to say, but by these slave girls you spoke of, I will be held, of, held in high honor, or in honor. I guess that's what it says. But, uh, that's amazing. David didn't care. He was the king. He had everything to lose. His respect was on the line. But guess what? He gained it all. He gained it all. And that's what we get. When we just... It's like leaning on, it's like on a branch. When you're climbing a tree, you can tell how much you trust a branch by how much weight you put on it, right? So if, it's this, if, this, if there's a branch on the tree and you're like, oh, I'm kind of unsure in this, you're going to keep like your other three limbs on something else. And it's good climbing technique just in general. And then you're going to kind of test out the branch and go up. Well, it doesn't work like that in the kingdom, right? The vine, the great vine, Jesus, the one that we're the branches of, that we're branching out off of, right? When, we're, we're, when we put all of our weight on him, he'll support you. He'll support you. He'll cause you to grow. He'll cause you to bear fruit. Don't be double-minded, right? Let's enter in. It's what you were designed for. It's where your most freedom will be. It's where your, your, your greatest uh, power will be released from. It's just your worship, your connection with Father. There's even promises in prayer. And it's really amazing just the promises dad has for us, uh, even in the midst of, of prayer. And so uh, I'm, I'm shooting a lot of verses towards you, but it's great to read about promises and what people have done in the Bible because they've gone before you. Dad has allowed them to go through an experience so that you can then see the outcome of dad's uh, faithfulness. Right? That's what the Bible is. It's like a testament of faithfulness. And so... 
So when we're, when we're going, now let's go to uh, Exodus 23:25. This is a promise specifically designated for those in worship. For those in worship. And I forget if the worship team maybe come up now. It says, worship the Lord your God, and his blessing will be on your food and water. I will take away. Now, just stop there. Worship the Lord your God. What's, what is the, uh, the declaration there? Worship the Lord your God. That's it. That's all it says. Boom. Okay. So now these are all the blessings. Okay. His blessing will be on your food and water. I, God saying this, I will take away sickness from among you. And none will miscarry or be barren in your land. I will give you a full lifespan. What a promise. And that's just in worship. There's like thousands of promises in the Bible. And this, this is one verse on worship. How powerful is that? Full lifespan. Won't miscarry. Blessing on food and water. Dude, take away sickness from among you. Those are crazy promises. Who wants those? Right? So remember, our trouble is not in the benefit, receiving it. We have those things in Jesus. When you're in Jesus, we have those things. The problem is in our acknowledgement and our time. So even today, even as we close, we are the most hope-filled people on this earth. We have the most hope. And we need to live it out. Even here, there's something refreshing that when we really just dive out onto Jesus, just wholeheartedly, when we just dive out onto him, and he totally supports us. It's even in worship. I've just noticed, just, just in, in conferences, and, and specifically in conferences, it's not that the people are different. It's the same people going to a conference. It's the expectation. It's the acknowledgement of God. There's a set-aside time for a conference to come in and enter in into the presence of God. It's the same people. It's the same benefits. So let's enter in. Even today, we're going to end. We're going to end with the time of worship. And it's going to be freeing, and it's going to be amazing. And we're not going to stop there. We're going to take it home. And we're going to bring it every Sunday. We're going to bring it every Sunday. Because dad's caused us. Man, you should have been here for pre-service prayer. They didn't even know I was going to talk about it. This is crazy. But he's going to bring increase to you. When you, it says come near to God and he'll come near to you. It's really easy. Let's give everything to God. So then he's like right here. You can't miss your prayers if he's right here. Let's enter in. It's what you're designed for. It's what you are designed for. The blessings of God are trying to get to you. Just draw near. He just wants to encounter you. It's because he loves you. He made you so he could love you. And then so you could love him back. But remember, you were first loved. You were first loved. Mm, that's so good. We're also going to have a board here. We'll look over there. We're going to have a board. It'll be up here at the front. And today is just a time of recognition. And it'll be right up here. We have giant sticky notes. And maybe we could have the guys bring that up now. Um, 
And even in the midst of our worship, when we're encountering God, when we're giving him everything we have, think about the things dad has given you. Recognize what are those things that dad has blessed you with. Maybe it's a healing, supernatural healing. Maybe it's a, Maybe it's someone in your family you thought never would come and know Jesus, and they did. Maybe it's been a word over your life that has finally come to pass. Maybe it's even something natural, like, like Dad has blessed your family in such a crazy way. Or just, just acknowledge that in this time. So we have these giant sticky notes, and what you're going to do, and I want everyone to do this, just in the midst of our worship, just recognizing that dad has given me so much and writing one of those down because it's a, it's a testimony to other people too. It shows God's faithfulness for you is possible for them. So when people see this, and this will be up next week too. So when people see what you've written, they're seeing the faithfulness of God and it's a testimony to them to help them too. So don't think this isn't just a you between God thing. It is, don't get me wrong. But it's also fueling the faith of others. So I just invite you during this time, let's go nuts. Let's experience God in such a, 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 a way, even more than we would at a Seahawks game. Complaining at the refs. A lot of us have complained at TVs before. In gentle whispers, I assure you. But let's, let's enter in. We're meant to. We're designed to. It's who we are. It's in our DNA. Let's get excited. Let's get crazy. Let's not worry about what the person to our left or right is thinking of us. The barometer. Oh, that's so good. I got to read that again. Worship is the barometer of inward trust. Let's just totally trust God. So we're going to enter in now. I just invite everybody up. Everyone stand up and worship team will take it away. But let's just, let's just go at it. And let Father touch us and us touch his heart.